damn, you're how we view was like a little horny. You were a little horned up for Vince also. <laughs> I was. I was. <laughs> Hi guys, welcome back to another episode of Spice Rag Pod. We hope you guys enjoyed last week's episode. But before we get into our read that we are doing today, Sav, how are you? I am. Listen, I am living. I am living because Casey Musgraves, who is my like tier one, if I could pick anyone dead or alive to just like be in the presence of for an hour, like it would be her. She's been my number one Spotify artist like every year. She's releasing new music. It's going to heal me. And I have been fangirling so hard on her accounts that a Casey Musgraves fan account followed me yesterday. <laughs> That's how you know you made it. That like, is exactly how you know that you've made it. I was like, do I have a problem? Or like, is this a badge of honor? <laughs> I'm not sure. She's either filing a restraining order against me or she's like low-key impressed. You know what I mean? I love that for you. But I am so excited, and we got an, an album announcement from Taylor, and we're going to have, I keep calling it the Dead Poets Society, but that's not the fucking name. I just can't get it right. Listen, I just know that's going to be sad as fuck, and I'm here for it. But this is the thing. I feel, Midnight's, I really couldn't, I feel, <gasps> I liked Midnight's, so what I'm trying to say is, I think it's the Dead Poets Department, right? Is that it? Yeah, Tortured Poets Department, but I keep calling it Dead Poets Society. <laughs> so Tortured Poets, I just don't know how it's like, this makes sense, but that album is for the girlies entering their late 20s that had boys in our younger 20s fuck us up. But yeah. now we're starting to like, we realize that it is love. Like some of her song titles are like, I can change him, like I really can. And one is like LOML, like love of my life. Or like, dad, I really do love him. Just know favorite. it's going to stab me in the heart. But my personal personal favorite song title is The Smallest Man Who Ever Lived. She is about to read this man for filth. Joe Alvin, go into protective custody. Go into hiding now. Yeah, because there is no way that this man is going to recover from this album. <laughs> But that's what I get. I feel like it's for us girlies and, like, our age. Like, this is not for the 12-year-olds. I personally feel that – I'm just going to keep calling it Dead Poet Society because I already forgot the other fucking name. I feel like it's giving Dark Academia where, like, Speak Now is giving, like, a little bit of romanticy. Yep. Folklore Evermore is giving small town romance, but Dark Academia is going to be this one, and I'm excited for that. I was saying, was I don't like the only Taylor merch I have is like the ones that we have from the era concert. But if she comes out with like a beige or like a nude color sweater, like a crew neck, and it just has like the Dead Poets Department and embroidery, like I will buy that. I don't <laughs> keep calling it the Dead Poets. <laughs> I'm excited. Yes. I'm excited. I'm excited. I am more excited about Casey Musgraves because that is who I am at my core. 
Like, I'm already planning, like, shit, she's going to be on tour in 2025, so I need to start saving up PTO, because I'm going to have to go at least four times. (laughs) Here's my deal with Taylor Swift and why I'm a little mad at her, because we all thought she was going to announce reputation, and she didn't, and, like, I've said this before on this podcast, this bitch has this shit recorded sitting on a fucking computer somewhere, so someone either hack it and just give us what we want, or release the shit. Like, I'm sick of living in limbo. She's holding it over our head. My thing is, the Eras tour. So are people are going to get these songs live. Yeah, it's so like, do we really need to go way. to the Eras? Do we need to go to Eras tour again? I don't know how <laughs> we're expected to get tickets. I think you have to shank a bitch at this point to get tickets <laughs> to the fucking Eras tour. <laughs> like, that's the thing. She's coming out with a whole new album. And then she's coming back. Like, she's doing her tour. So are these everybody going to get these new songs? I'm, I'm pumped. I didn't get long live. Like, I already got shafted once. I'm going to get shafted again. <laughs> are you fucking kidding me? So, again, Taylor and I are still in a little bit of a fight. I'm just very excited. And it's just April 19th. I just know the sun will be shining. I just cannot wait to listen to this song. I I want you to talk about your February March take because I highly disagree with you. I think personally there's two I'm going to break it up. In the first 6 months of the year, I personally think February and March is an unmatched time. In the fall, I feel the same way about September and October. I get that same feeling. It's starting to get warm. There's a lot of stuff going on. You still have football. You have hockey, and it's just like the sun is starting to shine. It's a little bit warmer. It ha- pollen hasn't hit yet. I, I get the same feeling in February and March as I do in September and October. I think that there's something wrong with me because I prefer the months of May, June, July, and August. Like, I am a summer girly. I don't care about the pollen. I would rather be cloaked in pollen and dying by the pool than be frigid. See, I, I do love the summer, but I don't like to be hot. Like, I get hot so easily that I really don't even, like, drink, not drink. I don't really eat soup, and it's, like, really rare that I do hot coffee because I just get hot so easily. I'm a hot-natured girly, too, but I just don't feel – February for me, currently, we are six days in, currently not hitting <laughs> for me personally. March, however, because I live in one of the – two St. Patrick's Day hotspots in the United States elated for March. February for me, it's just a little too cold. But it's also Valentine's Day and Black History Month, so I'm going to suck it up. I'm going to suck it up for the people who need me, but like I do prefer March. <laughs> I just like don't know how to explain that I get that same feeling. It's like today, like it was like it's warm enough. I had the sunroof down. I applied for my passport, big girl activities. Wow. I just have to say one thing. If any of our followers work in like the government, especially like local government, why are people so mean? Mm. Who work? Like, why are people at the DMV? It's because my passport takes away your soul and your will to live like a nine to five job. I think. Yeah, so I was just like, I asked this girl, is there something with like fees? And only certain fees as like a money order. And then some fees you can use your debit card. And so I asked her a question and she's like, don't misinterpret. Use that little brain. 
And I was just like, ma'am. You got fucking roasted by the passport agent. I was like, it's 11 in the morning. All I got to say, if something requires a money order, cool. I'm no longer interested. What the fuck is a money order? (laughs) Did I miss that section of class where we talked? I have never understood a money order. What the fuck is that? I don't own checks. Like, I don't have a checkbook. I don't have a checkbook either, but if I have to write a money order, I'm just no longer going. <laughs> and you basically just got to go to the store and say, I want money order for this. And you swipe your debit card and then it goes on this like paper. That's how I view it. So it kind of takes me back to like the whole inflation print more money thing. Can I just print a big check? <laughs> Brett, Honey whatever. Sick, so. <laughs> having a field day once again. <laughs> my last thing that I have is that I have been going to this place in Savannah it's called the firm and I'm like I've become their number one hype girl but it's a dance fitness studio so I said a couple weeks ago like I really want to find somewhere that will teach me like hip-hop choreography I asked the girl that owns it she's putting it together it'll be ready by the end of February for me to start doing that I've taken Zumba. I took workout, W-E-R-K. Last night I took twerk out. My, I was throwing ass all the way back. It was so much fun. I like literally went, put my Apple watch on, threw my ass for an hour, came out, burned 600 calories. It was like, I was at the club. It was so much fun. I'm telling you, there's nothing than like a dance workout. It was so fun. She played the best music. Like, I had the best time. So I'm sure if I have one of these in Savannah, like, you people that live in actual big cities, like, I am confident that you can find a place like this and everybody should go. It is such a good serotonin boost. It is so fun. And you just get to go and throw ass for an hour. I love it. I've been doing... Yeah, you go. It was so packed, though. I did have to be in the front of the room. So I had to, like... I had to like become that bitch. You know what I mean? Like it was, I didn't want to be that bitch, but like I had to step into that bitch. Oh yeah. Cause if you're on the front row, everybody's watching you. Everybody's watching me. I know. I was like, oh my God, this is my first fucking class. Cause I guess she repeats like choreography. So other people knew it. And I was like, oh my God, I cannot embarrass myself right now. I got to be that bitch. It was so fun though. I haven't done the treadmill and like the weight combo. So I've been having to deal with like the little like workout space being Ooh. all men. Oh. And so I've been trying to time. So like today I knew it was going to be like glute day. So it's going to be like with like in the weight area. I specifically went at noon. Just the oldies. Because these men are over here and they're just like. <sighs> and like it's intimidating. <laughs> That's really how they are. And like they've all become friends with each other. And I'm just like, and like, I need, like, I'm going to fight the eight pounds. <laughs> so I'm not. You could going. become friends with them too. Mm, no. <laughs> no. Said, no, thanks. I don't need any new friends. But one thing that I did learn is on Spotify, I didn't realize how many playlists they actually make for you, like based on like your listening trends. So they have a treadmill workout. And so mine was like designed. It was just like, I honestly could have like ran through a wall. But I was doing my slow walk because it was just so good. (laughs) 
I wonder what your what's my day list today. Let's find out. And then um, I threw my Stanley Cup away because I don't know if you've been seeing all the reports about lead in the Stanley Cups. Bitch, how many times have you seen me drink out of this cup while we've been sitting here? Yeah, where is my? So I drove my ass to Whole Foods today, and I got the Hydro Flask version in pink. No, they are not getting any more money out of me. This is fucking crazy. <laughs> I cannot with the water cup wars. I've no, had, I've had enough. I'm about to go back to my motherfucking now, Jean. That's where I'm at. <laughs> <laughs> That's crazy. Okay, my day list. What's yours? Mine is healing clean girl Tuesday afternoon. <laughs> <laughs> Thunderstorm country duets Tuesday evening. We are having very different <laughs> Tuesdays. <laughs> We are no longer the same bitch. This is so funny. <laughs> Clean girl, Tuesday afternoon. Obsessed. I like that. Okay, well, what have you been reading? So, I finished the book that we're talking about today, Meet Your Match. Love Candy Snyder. I did really enjoy this book. And so, next up is Everything I Know About Love. That's been my next read. I've had that on my shelf for like six months. And then you would say that you're listening to it and loving it. I'm like, this will be my next read. I am currently listening to it. I was tearing up at work. Okay. So, I'm like probably 55 to 60% of the way through. There is a, spe- a very specific detail about these two friends, specifically her friend, And the man that she ends up marrying that I think is going to absolutely obliterate you in, like, a good way. And it just, like, their friendship is so sweet and special. And it just made me cry because it made me think about you. So I was literally in my office today tearing up. And I was like, I have to get this shit together. So I had to go on a walk. Um, But, yeah, I can't wait. I I don't want to give it away. But I feel like once you get to it, you'll know what I'm talking about. And I can't wait for the text of you figuring it out. I'm ready. So yes, delightful, would highly recommend. So I'm listening to that on Spotify audiobook, which is like the best thing in the world. I also listened to Yellow Face by R.F. Quang. Have you heard of this? No. Okay. It was kind of like a mind fuck the whole time, but I love a book where you hate every single character. Like none of the characters are reliable or redeemable in any way. And that's what this was. So it was really entertaining is how I would describe it. I also read Meet Your Match, which we're talking about today. I cannot wait to read the next one. This was fucking delightful. It was incredible. I'm so excited to talk about it. I finished House of Sky and Breath by Sarah J. Mass, and then I am about halfway through House of Flame and Shadow, which is the third book in the Crescent City series that came out last week. So that's what I've been reading. I know. I was going to say, I've just been casually blowing through these 800-page books and all this other shit, but it was a good week. This is what I'm thinking is up next for me. I have to read LJ's new book which I have a signed copy of. I did the same thing for Tessa Bailey's new book. So I have a signed copy of that coming. I think it comes out either the day before Valentine's Day or on Valentine's Day. And because now I'm so deep into my fantasy bender, I'm not going to be able to work my way out once I'm done with House of Flame and Shadow. I found a fantasy reverse harem series on TikTok and it's called Bedlam Moon 
by Kathy Hahn. So that's what I'm reading next. It's a full list. What is um, Tessa Truly. Bailey's new book? It's the one about the pro golfer. Oh. Yeah. Is that I didn't know that one came out. It's coming out next week. And then she has another one on the docket. Also, LJ was doing like a post talking about how her book has been doing. And she casually drops that she has two books coming out later this year. I know. I wonder if they're going to be about this world. Or I swear that we're getting a sequel to My Dark Romeo. I think that that is one of the books that she's dropping. Oh my god. If LJ Shin and Parker S. Huntington release that sequel the same weekend that Casey Musgraves and Taylor Swift make new music, I'm going to have to be taken to hospital. Like, I'm going to be so unwell. I am just, there's nothing more I love than an LJ standalone. I think she hits every time. So I will be reading. I'm so excited. Yeah, I'll let you know how this next one is once I get into it. Okay, getting into this week's read, which is Meet Your Match by Candy Steiner. Candy is a number one best-selling Amazon author and whiskey connoisseur living in Tampa, Florida, best known for writing emotional roller coaster stories. She loves bringing flawed characters to life and writing about real, raw romance in all its forms. No two Candy Steiner books are the same, so if you're a lover of angsty, emotional, and inspirational reads, she's your gal. She took particular interest in writing romance after college, as she has always been a diehard, hopeless romantic and likes to highlight all the challenges of love as well as the triumphs. When Candy isn't writing, you can find her reading books of all kinds, planning her next adventure, or pole dancing. Yes, you read that right. Books by Candy include Quarterback Sneak, A Love Letter to Whiskey, and Hail Mary. Today we are discussing Meet Your Match, which is the first book in her new Kings of the Ice series and follows Vince and Maven. We also have episodes on Quarterback Sneak and Hail Mary. So if you're reading those, just take a little trip down memory lane. I'll put them in this episode description. And then this week's dedication is to the ones who run despite the rain, who jump without the fear of falling, who open their hearts when the world says it's foolish to do so, and who are just crazy enough to believe in love. Sweet. I really did like the dedication. So getting into the plot review. So Maven has been working with the Tampa Babes and has been assigned to cover sports for the city. This leads her to the Tampa Ospreys Gala, where she runs into Vince Tanev, the Ospreys' shiny new player. The two instantly start going toe-to-toe with each other, but when Maven is tasked to covering Vince for a whole month for her job, they put their personal animosities to the side. Being with each other nearly 24-7 causes the two to bicker at times while fighting the chemistry that they have. When Maven and Vince stop tiptoeing around each other, the chemistry explodes into a very steamy friends with benefits situation. However, during their situation, the two realize that they actually want to be more than friends. After a little miscommunication and running from being scared, Maven rushes to the Ospreys game in time to see Vince's first NHL hat trick and to declare her love for him. The, two, the hot friends with benefit situation leads to a very happy ever after for Vince and Maven, who truly met their match. Before I get into my review, Casey Musgraves just posted on Instagram that her song is coming out on Thursday. <laughs> I'm going to have to take a day off work. What's the title? A Deeper Well. Oh. 
The album is called Deeper Well. She posted the lyrics. I'm about to post them on my Instagram story. Holy shit. I'm going to go up. Okay. So sorry. Brief intermission. First of all, I was getting on Instagram to tell you, you know how sometimes when you meet your heroes and you just like word vomit in a really uncool way? Yes. So I tagged Candy and my story after I finished Meet Your Match from the pod. And she said, OMG, stop it and send like heart hands. And listen to what I said. Listen to what I said. Listen to what I word vomited to um to a pro- a published professional author. Candy, it's so good. I was crying and horny and giddy. <laughs> I love that. And that is why I should not be allowed to exist. Okay. <laughs> Getting into my individual review. I gave this five stars. I freaking loved this. Maven and Vince were top tier, and I loved this new forced proximity take that we haven't seen before. Of, like, her being an influencer that's following him to, like, it felt relatable and it felt realistic to me. And I also loved this, because I think we're going to start seeing this more, right? Of, like, people in books being influencers or talking about TikTok and social media and, like, how it's marketable. So I really liked that a lot. This one obviously had me giggling, horny, crying (laughs) all the time. Um, and I love that Maven was a woman of color happy black history month and I think that in general we need more black leads written by white women so slay candy signer for doing that I'm so happy that this happened and I wasn't expecting it at all I also viewed Maven as like Issa Rae and Issa Rae is so fucking funny so it made everything that she said funnier to me I would also like to say that this book included every single hobby and thing I enjoy pottery reading houseplants sexing etc vince throwing pottery shirtless is what wet dreams are actually made of that is so fucking hot to me and our first interaction i low-key hated maven because i thought she was so aggressive and rude but you know what never count anybody out she came all the way back around for me and i ended up really loving her she was so strong smart creative and funny vince was a king for the entire book and I never doubted him for a second (laughs) I loved him so much especially his relationships with his family and teammates the homeless people that he helped out like anybody that worked for him he just treated everybody with so much respect and like was so genuine about it and he was really giving and that is just like very hot and sexy to me all right couple quotes when she lies about going on a date to try and distance herself from him And he inhales a stiff breath, the muscle in my jaw locking at that statement. I stared back at her, my fire-breathing girl, but then my eyes were traveling down again. I'm sorry, could you repeat that? Because I'm having a hard time focusing with you in this fucking dress. The way that he was equal parts, sincere and passionate in his brain, knew that he would scare her, so that he's just so silly and goofy outwardly, that is the perfect man. That was such an iconic scene because she, as soon as he, because they, she moved into his building. So as soon as he saw her like dress, like in that dress, he like immediately contacted her best friend and yeah. was like, Where is she going? And so he purposely planned the team dinner to be at this restaurant. Yes. Iconic. Iconic. And then about his pottery, he says, When I'm here in this space, I'm free, free of expectations, free of the pressure I put on myself and every other aspect of my life. If I fuck up, I can just start over. 
he is a beautiful man. This is a beautiful thing to say. And I also wholeheartedly agree that if you're a person that is a perfectionist or you're in like a high stress environment or a high, a high stress job, or even if you just like don't that those things don't apply to you, but you like need an outlet. Pottery is so beautiful because you can completely ax that shit and start over every time. And I just loved, I just loved it. And then when Maven has no clue what she wants to do, which is so relatable, I'm 27, still figuring out what I want to do when I grow up. And he says, you know, you don't have to have it all figured out right now, right? In the hot tub where he then goes to like give her a massage and we get a little steamy. I just, he was just fucking, I was obsessed with him. Like I was obsessed with him. So I am giving this four stars. In the beginning, I truly disliked Maven. And I kept wondering, like, why she was acting so mean and bitchy for no reason. I just, like, couldn't wrap my head around it. I instantly liked Vince. Instantly liked him. And I like how throughout the story, we got, like, a lot of character development for both characters. Like, for, like, when we see the different sides of, like, them and, like, Vince loving pottery is so fucking hot. Like, you have this professional athlete where girls are falling at his feet. And, like, he has this activity of self-care. Because I really think that men do not have self-care activities like this how they should. Like, if we're having a rough day, we're going to grab a beverage, our book, cuddle up. Like, men men need more self-care activities, which is why I just loved the pottery. Maven being hurt and destroyed by a fuckboy is so relatable. And, like, that first crush after having your heart broken is so scary. So I truly understand, like, her, like, being hesitant and scared and being, like, we just need to keep this, like, professional. So, like, they ended up – I just really liked the character development. And Maven did grow on me eventually throughout the book. Um, I did really like the concept of Maven being an influencer. I think that was, like, fresh, new, and different. And having to follow Vince around because I have not read anything like this before – so I enjoyed that, like, fresh kind of view. I think the side characters were developed really well and, like, really laid out the template for, like, the rest of the series. And this was just, like, a feel-good book. Like, nothing was too traumatic, too sad. It had the spice, banter. It was nothing was too sad, which I enjoyed. A few things. Him buying her whole indoor garden. Good fucking buy. Because when she, like, let, like got this assignment, she moved in in the same building as him and she would be like I miss my plants I miss where my yoga would be and so she came to his house one day and the whole indoor garden and it was also combined with his pottery so he combined like his pottery like her garden like that could be something that they could do together and swoon worthy like a man thinking of that incredible agreed I liked the woman friendship in this book. I thought it was really good, not only with her and her best friend, Livia, but I also like it when it came to her bosses. Like, the bosses were nice. They weren't, like, catty or bitchy. They were, like, really, like, supportive of her. I liked that. When they go to the park where some of the unhoused are at the park and, like, some who are disabled that Maven knows, and when they immediately knew Vince because he helped them so much, I could have sobbed when one of the – I think her name was Nana – said that one time like he let all of us come sleep in his house and i was just like this showers is... in his house <laughs> and like in the end in the end when like the team didn't make the playoffs and they all went to go help maven's dad with habitat for humanity 
and build homes. I was like, this man is the true package. And then um, this is one of my favorite quotes, I think, ever, because it just like really encompasses love. But um, he, Vince goes, everything before you was black and white, a monochromatic existence. And Maven's like, and now? And he goes, now it's a kaleidoscope. Like that is just like love and warmth, like in a statement. Yeah, I was obsessed with them. I like what you said about the side characters because the second book is already out. Do you know who it's about? It's about Jackson and the sister. Is Jackson the grumpy one? Oh, you're right. You're right. Because it was at the end. Yes. I, Daddy P, P Daddy, I need his book. I need his book. Okay. My hot take is I think his book will be him and Livia. Okay. Yes. That's what I was thinking that you were like alluding to. And I was like, bitch, how did you get this insider information? I I think so. Because I, Candy, if you're listening. I really would like it to be Livia and Daddy P. And I just, the whole single dad nanny falling in love is overplayed. Yeah. Okay. Give me something else. Give I don't me need something a nanny. else. I don't need a nanny. Yes. I need a high powered woman. I need a boss yes. ass bitch coming in to fix this grumpy man. Yeah. So I would love that to be one. I struggle though when it is like widowed man moves on because like, Listen, you as my best friend, if I ever die, if you ever see Seth happy again, like <laughs> you need to be like, uh-uh, no way. Like, I want him to be happy, just not with some other bitch. You know what I mean? <laughs> Got it. Is that a fucked up take? I don't know. No. Okay. Because, like, it's like, I should be the only one making you laugh like that. Yeah, exactly. Thank you for encouraging my toxic behavior. <laughs> so I desperately want his book, but I'm also scared for me and how that's going to make me feel. <laughs> I do like Jackson being, like, the playboy, the fun guy with the sister. I think that is going to be a fun read. I just loved every single one of the teammates of the side characters. I loved the coach. I loved every single part of the story. Yeah, I thought it was really cute. Agreed. I think just getting straight into it, this book was hot. It was so hot. It was so hot. I mean, I literally told the author that I was horned up. So (laughs) I gave it two and a half peppers. How many peppers did you give it? I gave it a full three. This was very spicy. Um, I personally would like to talk about two scenes that may or may not have altered my brain chemistry. We all know I love a mirror scene. We get a gym mirror scene. Great hair. They have this little argument. He was like, I have to go work out and like burn like this anger. And so she runs to like the, like she, I think she runs. Yeah. She runs to the arena gym and like they make eye contact and he like pounces. Okay. So he goes. You're going to watch while I fuck you for the first time. I placed myself at her entrance, gliding my cock up and down her wet steam until I was coated. He goes, watch, I commanded, and I slid home. He goes, come on, baby. I coach kissing her hair. Watch as I fuck you. Okay. Then Vince goes, she peeled her lids open, her eyes connecting with mine in the mirror. 
She was so wet from my mouth from her climax that she stretched open for me with just that flex of my hips. I slowly pulled out, watching her as I did, then pressed back in, finding more depth. I held her steady, stretched open, and sucked on her earlobe. Again, play with that pussy until you come again. I would have proposed. I was so <laughs> dead. I was so fucking dead at the mirror scene in the gym. Mm. No, just no. No, no words. No words. No words. Then, towards at the end, so they're like, they're back together. Everything's good. He surprises her with the house, like, he bought for them. So they, like, stumble into this house. They're making out. And she goes, so they're, like, in, like, the kitchen, like, where the island is. She goes, he flipped me, smacking my ass once my feet hit the floor. I was bent over the island now, breast pressed against, and he grabbed my wrist and held him at my lower back in a vice grip. I was already panting when he slid inside me, filling me as we both hissed out a curse. I couldn't move, pinned by his hands and his hips, and I reveled in the surrender of control as he slid out of me and then all the way back in. And then Vince goes, look at you, he said, slowing his pace, dripping wet, hugging my cock like such a good girl. What could this man not do? He was a good girl king, and I was so fucking obsessed with all of it. Like, the sex wasn't awkward, it flowed perfectly, and it was just banger after banger after banger. This was the best written spice I have read. And 2024 doesn't even give it enough justice because it's already, it's only February. In a while, I will say. In a while. Everything I'm about to tell you is from one scene, technically. One interaction. This shit was my undoing okay this is my undoing he says unlock your door and then get on your fucking knees so she does and then he says she was such a good fucking girl eyes on me baby and when she looked up at me with teary vision i cursed yes baby just like that watch me while i fuck your mouth so they like this goes on for a while okay then they move to the couch the couch is where my life irrevocably <laughs> changed. I was a different woman before and after the fucking couch. First of all, he we're not he fucks her once before we even get to this point. Nastily, okay? Finishes inside of her, then spreads her legs in the air in a V and says, "Squeeze your pussy, baby. I want to see my cum dripping out of you." Filthy. He then pushes his cum back inside her to lube up a finger to put inside her butt. I worked her slowly, filling her ass with my middle finger and watching her pussy clench like it wanted to be filled too. So then he goes to fuck her in the ass. He says, this feels incredible. So fucking tight. Yes, she breathed, closing her eyes and falling back against the couch cushions. Her other hand shot down to join the first, one circling her clit as the other slid inside her pussy. God damn it, Maven, I praise. You're gonna make me come again. Yes, it was the only word she had and it echoed as she fucked her pussy with two fingers, one circling her clit with the opposite hand as I filled her ass. Jesus Christ, Candy. Like, I was- No details were left out. There was no fade to black. And normally no I'm like, normally I'm like, did we need all those details? And now I'm like, we needed <laughs> all the details. 
I actually could have had more to be totally honest like that was so hot and I'm not normally into butt stuff but it was hot so fucking hot like that's the thing like these two like their chemistry was explosive off the chart he his number one job is he loved nothing more than making her come he was obsessed with seeing his come leaking out of her there was no, like this man was not vanilla whatsoever no no he was obsessed with being on the ice and excelling and being off the ice and inside maven and also excelling like he and once the tension broke it was fucking insane like they had all this sexual tension all of these little like almost and once that gym scene happens you're like oh we're never going back no and that's the thing and when she was just like okay then like we'll do the friends with benefits situation i'm like the spices all going nowhere and he knew the whole fucking time he wasn't gonna be her friends with benefits he's like all right i'll i'll let her have this one thinking that she's getting rid of me when there's no fucking way one scene that either of us we didn't talk about was when it was Christmas time and she was like, I can't give him, or it was like some kind of holiday. And she was like, I can't give him like an actual present because I'll pass the line. So she shows up to his house just wearing his jersey. Oh. Like no, nothing. His hands are still dirty from making pottery. And he is just like falls to the floor. Yeah. And then they like have like a dirty little filthy go of it by his pottery wheel and then they do it again and it's like so intimate and so like loving and she's like oh my god he fucked me and then he made love to me and i understand maven getting scared because after having like when they're having sex like when like they were doing the garden and like she was like it was like the dirt everywhere his pottery hands were all over her and like music was playing i was like i also would not recover from that no, but I am concerned that they fucked in the dirt so much because that does feel like a yeast infection waiting to happen. <laughs> Something we don't talk about in books is the yeast of it all. You know what I mean? This is like the um the blow pop scene. The blow pop again. I'll never for I'll never be over the blow pop. Because it cuts your tongue. Who's to say it's not gonna cut open your clit? Anyways. <laughs> Anyways. Okay, I know that you mentioned this. Let's get into discussion questions because I have one. I know that you mentioned this talking about the ex-boyfriend being relatable. Yes. Do you think she used it as an excuse? Like, do you think it was a crutch for her? Because they've been broken up for like a long time. And I don't want to, I don't want to dismiss anyone's heartbreak because everybody goes through heartbreak differently. But like we've been upset about this boy for years and then we smashed some of his shit and then we're okay it just felt like such a such a progressive timeline i just have to say i have it written in my book with my pink pen that i was annotating with i was like she she i think she was using it too much as a crutch she was just mad at vince originally because he had money just like her ex-boyfriend but like when the ex-boyfriend called and she immediately blocked the numbers. Like, clearly, like... Like, she was healed a little bit. She, she was blocked healed. The and I think that she was using it too much as a crutch. I was like, girl... Because I'm just like, how could you go from that to break some shit to, like, I have to go declare my love for this man? That's what I'm saying. We skipped, like, we skipped a few steps. Yes. When she blocked his number and, like, wasn't even upset that he really called her, I was like... 
the math isn't mathing. Like I'm a little confused by how we're just able to move on like this. I really was expecting though, like a run in with the ex. Maybe that was yeah. just me. I was really anticipating a run in with the ex. It just felt either like it'd be had- her running in or Vince running in. Something. Yeah. I thought that was gonna happen. The phone call, I had no idea that was coming. No, I was so shocked by it. So yeah, that's my question for you. Um, the second question is he likes to call her pet in bed sometimes. So how do we feel about the pet nickname in bed? This is tough because the praise kink in me, I I think likes pet, but like I dare a motherfucker to try it. You know what I mean? Like, yeah, I, think I like the idea of it and maybe reading about it, but I think I would hate it in all actuality. If it wasn't, like, if that truly happened, like, in real life while in bed, I would immediate ick. Like, I would just be, like, you dry up. No. You'd be, like, and we're done here. Yeah, I like, and we're done here. <laughs> but in the book, I honestly didn't really like it in the book either. I think it, that knocked half a star for me. Okay. For me, it, it just didn't flow. Like, it was just awkward. Okay, yeah, because I was, something knocked a star for you because I feel like you love this, but you gave it four stars. Yeah, the first was, the first half star was made in being a bitch. The Fair. second half star was the pet. Fair. Everything else was perfect, but I just, <laughs> getting heated over the pet, I just couldn't do it. Yeah, I mean, I didn't knock a star. I think Vince, like, eclipsed all, I was so distracted by Vince that I ignored every other red flag about this book because I was so <laughs> in love with him. <laughs> That's the thing. It works because it's Vince, but in like real life, mm-mm. Mm-mm. we're not into that. Don't call me no. pet in the bedroom, please. <laughs> I don't know. It's just such like a harsh word. It's just like, it just feels awkward. Yeah. It doesn't feel right coming from his mouth. Like the man yes. I know, the Vince that I know, he would never call me pet. <laughs> this book may be delusional. So. <laughs> <laughs> Okay, getting into how we view Vince, our favorite segment on this podcast, how we view the male main character. Okay, I don't have this written down, so I do hate to say that I have to wing it. I think he almost looks like a a grown-up Cole Sprouse or like a Jack Martin. Like he's kind of giving like tortured kind of artist vibe, but also very buff. I think for Christmas, he makes everybody pottery. Like he makes... Everyone in his family, these cute little cups that he works so hard on. I think that he loves celebrating after a game, like, with the boys, but also loves celebrating with you. And that has become, like, such a special moment for the two of you. I think that he likes to cook. Like, I can kind of see him in the kitchen on the weekends with, like, gym low-hung gym shorts and, like, no shirt and, like, a little dirty from the clay making some eggs. That is getting to me. I think that he would be such a good girl dad. Don't you? Like, this would be a top tier girl dad. He'd be at every dance competition. He'd be at every ballet, whatever, just like loving his life. I'm going to say it. I picture him in the Lulu backwards hat running around downtown Tampa. (laughs) He's the one to me that is 
in the Lulu. It was fun, too, that this was in Tampa because I've been to Tampa. So they talked about, like, this bar in Ybor City that I've been to. I was like, that's fucking crazy. So, I yeah, I loved this. I loved him. Um, Before I get into how, like, I view Vince, like, I think, like, as a whole, like, when you look at Vince, you don't think hockey player. No, not at all. That's how, like, I, like, just, like, holistically viewed him. But to me, he reminds me of Mitch Marner, who plays for the Toronto Maple Leaves. So huh. he is a. Let me Google. Okay, I think that you will agree. Here are ones that I'm like, who the fuck are you? Well, he's Canadian. Oh, he's a little cutie. Yeah, like it's getting very much like golden retriever and like comedian on the team. He makes everybody laugh. But, like when he steps on the ice, he like becomes a completely like different person. He is very dominant in bed and lets you think that you have control, but you really don't. He hosts dinner every Sunday at your house with both families and siblings, and he beats everybody at the board games. Like, he's Mm -hmm. smoking everybody. He is a loyal customer at Lowe's, and he invests, like, the local pottery, like, making store. He hosts a charity game every year, and he wins the NHL award for, like, the most community involvement. Despite how busy he is, he never misses a date night, and he always ends the night on his knees. Because there's nothing more than Vince Love than being on his knees. Damn, you're how we view was like a little horny. You were a little horned up for Vince also. <laughs> I was. I was. Guilty. <laughs> I love it. So we have to get into our scientifically proven boyfriend pyramid, but I feel like you and I are not going to put him in the same category. (gasps) But at the bottom, we have ultimate friends with benefits. So he could be the one, could not be the one, could be like a long-term like friends with benefits situation, but there's movement. Then you have meet the parents. So they might be like, oh, you have a boyfriend. Let's meet him. Could be the one, could not be the one. Then you have white picket fence. You guys are living in like the suburbs. You have like the house with the white picket fence, the minivan, the dog. At the top, you have God tier where he just cannot be be. Like there's just some extra oomph. So where are you putting Vince? I'm putting Vince at God tier. I'm putting him at white picket fence. <gasps> I couldn't put him at God tier. I just, I, I don't know what it was. But when I finished it, I was like, white picket fence. You know what it is? You don't like a man that's going to be nice to you. Oh, goodbye. <laughs> you said. <laughs> At least no. he's not the first responder. <laughs> At least he's not the first responder. The other day, I was with my boyfriend and a fire truck like went by. And he was like, look at their lights. I was like, I don't care. <laughs> you were like no fuck those people (laughs) if you're new here emily had a um a big t of a house fire so that's where this is coming from (laughs) yeah i'm not a big fan of first responder yeah this is why we don't read any firefighter police um paramedic we don't read any of those books Okay, well, I can live with white picket fence, I guess. Yeah, at least I didn't put him with, like, ultimate friends with benefits. That would be a literal crime. (laughs) I also like that you threw in the minivan to white picket fence this time. That's a choice. (laughs) (laughs) He did propose with an actual, like, diamond. He did. 
He did actually did propose did. with an actual diamond. So I love that. That automatically moves him up in my book. <laughs> <laughs> okay, well, okay, everybody. Thank you for listening to this week's episode of The Spice Rack on Meet Your Match by Candy Steiner. We hope you loved it as much as we did. And also, like, happy Black History Month. If you have any recommendations of books with Black female main characters or male main, I don't care. <laughs> If you have any recommendations of books with Black leads, let us know. We'd love to read them or written by Black authors. Next week, we're going to read Madam by Sarah Kate, which is the final, one of the final books in the Salicious Players Club series. So we were horny this week. We're going to be horny next week. And that just is what it is. <laughs> have you I'm read sorry, this? I have not read it, but I have heard thrilling reviews. Because it's different. Because usually we read about, like, the guys being in this position. Like, the woman is, like, the dominant one. And, like, she's, like, a teacher. So, I oh. think it's going to be pretty interesting. Yeah. Okay. I was going to ask if she was the dominant one. I love the, like, I like when we do different stuff. Yeah. Like, I haven't read anything like this. So, I was like, let's give it a try. And we know Sarah Kate is going to be hot. Yeah. Everybody pull out your leather. We're being doms next week. <laughs> Okay, hope you all have a great week and we'll see you next week. Bye, guys.